probably more than any other time since we've started the church. And I wrestled this week with, with like how to, how, to present, how to present this message of, of not just marriage, but just relationships in general. And there's so much truth, so much truth in that, in that song, in that, in that message. How many of you have heard that song before? If you're listening on the podcast, uh, just search for the, the song Broken Together by Casting Crowns and you will, will find this message. I am a married person and, and I am not perfect by any means. And, and my wife will testify to that. And she would be honest to say she's not perfect either. And, but, but we are better together than we could be apart from one another. And I'm, and I'm sensitive to this, this thought too that there are people here this morning that, that have gone through marriages that didn't work. And you're dealing with the brokenness that comes along with that. And can I just say you're in the perfect place if that's you. Like, this is where you should be. You, you don't have to feel like you're not welcome here because you don't have a perfect life and a perfect marriage. Because those things don't e- exist. And this is a good place for you to be, to find that as brothers and sisters, as men and women and boys and girls, that we can be broken together here in this place, in church. And, that, and that's the thing I probably want to emphasize the most is that this is a safe place to be because of that. And I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a visual illustration here in just a minute to hope, hopefully bring some of this out. But the whole idea comes around this, this thought of, of what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Remember last week we talked about 1 Corinthians 12 and the gifts and the different body parts and how we all need one another and And over all of those things, Paul emphasizes the greater way, and that is to love. And he gives some instruction on how we are to love one another. So it's not just for married people, but it is for married people. Like, you should love each other this way. And if you're getting ready to get married, it gives you a roadmap of how you should love the people, the person that's going to be in your life. And, and, but also it gives us a, a framework, if you will, of how we are to love each other in the body of Christ. And, and Paul emphasizes so greatly to a people that were so broken. If you just read the book of 1 Corinthians and you see these people, they were involved in immorality to such a great depth that, that you would think they were just beyond hope. You could read 1 Corinthians and say, man, I'm just glad I'm not like that person or as bad as those people were. But in reality, the truth is, is we are. We're all broken. And we, we're born into this world under this curse of, of brokenness and, and sin because of the, the fall of man. And we are just, that's who we are. And, we, and it's good for us just to recognize it, to say, hey, I'm broken too. And I, and I, need, I need this love that can heal me. Right? I need some love that can bring some healing. And so Paul goes right from speaking about all these gifts and these abilities that God has given people. But he says, but if you have all these things, but you don't have love, then you really have nothing at all. 
I can be the greatest preacher that ever stood on a stage and preached an eloquent message and give biblical truth and do all these things, but if I don't love you, it means absolutely nothing. And I will love you to the point that it'll probably hurt me more than it'll hurt you. And that's a, that's a greatest strength of mine and maybe even a weakness to some extent. Um, and, and I had an opportunity this week just to kind of look back over and, and please, please do not, I don't want you to, to um, hear me say these things and, and it to be about Brady, but, it, but I have to give you a, a visual illustration in my own life of, of kind of like how my, my week has played out. Because my week plays out almost every week the same way. It's all about relationships. It's all about the people that I come in contact with. Broken people. A broken person ministering to another broken person and how we can find healing together. And I'll, and I'll share a little bit of that with you. But I want to do something first. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump down here. So Andy, would you come on up? And Linda, come up with him. Come up with him. I'll have you guys do this together. I think this will be powerful. Linda, Andy, stand over on this side here. Okay, I want you to hold this frame up, but just tilt it a little bit, because it's not perfect. In the same way. Now, so stand closer together, with the cross in the behind you. This, I love this already. Um, what do you see in the background? You see the cross, right? Okay. So let me, let's just interact together a little bit. Uh, what do you, what do you see? Give me, give me just, some of you are real artistic. Some of you will, like, drill, just drill right into this. Some of you will be like, I just see a couple people standing holding frames. That's how some of your mind works. And, um, and so I want you to help me process through what do you, what do you see? A Johnny Cash fan, all right? All right, so you know a little bit about, there you go. This is really, this is the most important part right here. And, what, and actually, when you put it down, you know what? You can see, maybe you can see his heart. You know, get a chance to see, go raise it back up again. All right, that's good. Johnny Cash fan. Okay, what else? Huh? Crookedness. All right, so not, perf- not perfection, right? You know, okay, so the last song, they struggled a little bit. You know what? I don't even care because we're not perfect. And, and we will not put on a show for you to be perfect in this church. We're just not going to do it, okay? So if you're looking for perfection, then you might want to go somewhere else. Um, so, so what else do you see? 3D image in the back with lots of stuff going on. Yeah, that, think about that. When you come in contact with people throughout the week, that's really what's going on. You, you might see their face, but there's a lot of stuff going on, right? And you don't even know what's really going on in their life, really, do you? Until you really start to like, kind of drill in and get to know them. What else? Anything else? They're not in the same frame. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Not yet. Not yet, okay? That's See, that's the reason why I'm glad you're doing this with me because I wouldn't have pulled some of this out. That's the reason why we need one another because I'm not complete on my own. I really need other people to walk this, this journey out with me. They're both having to hold on. All right, okay, good. They're holding on, good. Her frame is prettier. That's the same way in my marriage too, dude. And yours too, I promise you, all right? <laughs> I did their wedding, I can say that. <laughs> All right, so, um, man, there's something about a bride, 
on her dress walking down the aisle. I got to experience that last night. It was just, it was powerful. Her dad walking her. Oh, man, it was great. Um, so what else? From your, from your vantage point, can, can you really see, like, can you really see any of their imperfections? Not as much, right? But what if you get really, really close? I'm in trouble. <laughs> if I say anything about your imperfections. Yeah. Well, but you know, here's the deal, though. Isn't it the truth that we, now listen, if you're listening via podcast, you know there's two people standing up with frames around their head. So we should have a video. This would be even better. So, but, but aren't we afraid to let people get that close to really know who we are? How many of us can be honest and say we're, we're afraid? And another thing, you don't see all of them. Really, if you just focus on the frame, all you see is their face. You don't see their heart. You don't see everything that's going on. And I, I recognize that. I know, I know that some people walk into the door and they're, man, if Brady really knew what was going on behind the scenes, he would think about me differently. There's a guy. Man, if Brady knew some of the stuff I struggled with, dude, he wouldn't even want to be my friend. You know, but that's not true. The truth is the whole picture. And if you're not allowing people to see the whole picture, then you're not allowing them to see who you truly are. And the reality is they are, they are separate. And, but I think maybe if they did come together... And they could go with this truth that they are broken, right? But they are broken. <laughs> go ahead, that's good. Get in there, that's awesome. <laughs> they are broken together. And to realize that as human beings, as we walk into the door, we all have imperfections. We all have things that we're struggling with. And if you don't share it, here's the deal. You don't get the help you need, and you don't help somebody else around you that knows you're going through that. All right, give it up for our volunteers. Awesome. I'm going to hang these frames just like this in our office, our church office, so that I can be reminded when people come in to talk to me that we're just broken together, right? So when... We come in contact with one another when we're ministering to each other or when I'm throughout my day and I'm, uh, my calendars, I look at my calendar and I see the different opportunities that I have throughout the week. I'm reminded to come to those places with this kind of love, okay? just want to share this. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So turn with me, if you will, if you've got your Bible with you. Now, I'm going to read the, the passage of Scripture out of this a version of the Bible called the Message. And the Message is a, more of a modern-day language. It just kind of speaks a little bit easier. Some scholars, biblical scholars, would say that I'm being a heretic for reading out of the, the Message, or I'm not being biblically accurate, but it, pre but it preaches the same truth, and it says it in a way that maybe you'll understand it a little bit better. 
Okay? So 1 Corinthians 13, you've heard this before. You've heard this before at weddings. But you know, really, he wasn't writing it to married people. He was writing it to the church. And he was, he was giving them some instruction on how to love each other. So he says, If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I am nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. And then he gives a list of things of, about love. He says, love never gives up. It cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. It's always, or isn't always, me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end because love never dies. Someday inspired speech will be over. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, I love in this, in this version it has, when the complete capitalized. So when Jesus arrives, our incompletes will be canceled out. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and I cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We will see it all then, see it as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. See, isn't that the truth? God sees our brokenness. And we can only allow people to see a little bit of who we are. We can hide it from some, but we can't hide it from the one who created us. But for right now, it says, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards consummation. So this is our marching orders. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. So, Here's my week at a glance. And I, and I say this with not an expectation of you to say, oh, wow, Brady is so wonderful, or Brady's so busy, or sometimes Brady's too busy. But it all involves relationships, and it all requires me, I'm not perfect at it because I'm a work in progress, but it all requires me to love like this. To love others when they're hard to love. 
to even learn to love myself when I disappoint the Lord or I disappoint myself or I let other people down in my life. So Sunday afternoon, we leave here and we go to a meeting with all the people that you met last week, our core team, and we, we got together and we talked and we had a, a little get-together for, for um, Tony, the guy who plays the guitar and the drum, and his wife as they're getting ready to have a baby, and we, we hopefully love them and, and help them get to know us more and, and get to kind of unpack our stories. After that, I went to Waffle House and met a young couple that, that were getting married and beginning to understand like their story, hearing their story and getting, figure out how they kind of came together and, and um, why they want to get married and, and where they're getting married and all the details that go along with that. Began a relationship with them that it'll la- maybe it only lasts for a little while, I don't know, or maybe it'll last for a lifetime. But still learning to, to love them, even though I don't really know them and I see some, some issues in their, in, their, in their relationship or whatever, but still loving them in such a way, hopefully, right, hopefully pointing them to the one who loves them the most. And I would have never had that opportunity if I wouldn't have taken that chance and taken the time to be with them and to tell them my story too. And, and, and here's the thing, when we are in relationship with one another, it requires us to be transparent and be a little bit vulnerable or sometimes very vulnerable. And that's where we get a little scared because <laughs> we're afraid. Because maybe we've been vulnerable in the past, right? But we've been hurt. And so we put up our guard or we only let people see a little bit of who we are. And and, and hopefully what you'll see is how all these things just kind of, how God just brings it all together. So then, and then, so then I come home and then I'm with, I'm interacting with my family and, and uh, the next day we had um, an opportunity to go to the school that my daughters go to and they unveiled this plan to build a new school and we and we were with other people at the school, and we were in, involved in relationships, some that we've had for a really long time, some people were still just learning and getting to know, and we celebrated together uh, some really great stuff that's going to happen in the future. Tuesday, I met uh, a gentleman at Starbucks. We spent four hours together drinking coffee, and then we went over to Chick-fil-A and had lunch together, and, and, and man, talk about an opportunity to really get to know someone. You know, spend that kind of time with each other and just being vulnerable and saying, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, you, you too? Yeah, I struggle with that too. And, and, and sometimes it's like the more you get to know someone, the more you'll share. And sometimes it's like this. You'll share it and you'll want to see like how they're going to react. Like, okay, I shared that. Do you, do you still sitting here? Do you still love me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I've, not that I haven't heard that before, but, but I appreciate you sharing it with me. And we spent some, uh, some time together doing that. That night I went to uh, a basketball game. I was a, my daughter plays basketball. I'm one of the coaches on the team. Um, they got beat, but they played good. It was <laughs> the next day, but building relationships, right? Pouring into the lives of the, of the girls that are on the team and, and loving them, even when it's sometimes hard to do and, and um, not forcing myself upon them and just, but trying to like, serve them and, and those kind of things, what, what the scripture teaches. The next day, I had the opportunity to go to, to visit a lady. She was 90 years old on that day. She turned 90. And this is a, a lady from the Baptist church who, who learned to love me when I was a little harder to love. I was just young, came into the church, just kind of rough around the edges. 
um, I remember when I was 30 years old, I decided to get my ear pierced because I couldn't do it when I was younger because my dad wouldn't let me. So when I was 30 years old, I felt it was safe. So I went and got my ear pierced. I came in the first Sunday and she saw me and I had a hat on and I took the hat off. And she's like, what is that in your ear? And she went to grab my ear. I was like, no, don't touch it. It's real. And she's like, I can't believe you got your ear pierced. And I'm like, you know what? I told her, I said, Gene, you got to love me. The Bible says so. <laughs> You gotta love me just the way that I am. The next week she comes back, she brings me this big fat cubic zirconian, like fake diamond looking thing. She goes, if you're gonna wear an earring, I don't want people thinking Baptists are cheap, so make sure you wear this earring. <laughs> but you know what? I, I forced her. You, you've gotta love me. Even though you don't agree with this, you still have to love me. And she's like, all right, so I know. So, she, so we continued this relationship all these years later. And I went to her home and she she. I love it. I love it especially. Something about the older generation. When they just give you a little soft kiss on the cheek, you know, and I kiss her on the cheek. And she's like, no, no you got to come back. Don't wait. Don't wait till my next birthday because I might not be here. So she says, come back. Then I, that night I, I uh, did my other job, delivered newspapers, building relationships, talking to people. I love it now because I see the same people all the time. Hey, what's up, man? They know why I'm there. Hey, how you doing? Sometimes they'll give me free coffee and whatever. It's, it's, it's great. The next morning, I had the opportunity to, uh, or the next day, I had the opportunity to do my, uh, my little wolf gig, and I delivered flowers and candy as Casey Wolf. Now, that's not, they don't really know who I am, but I tell you, it brings joy. <laughs> it brings smile to people's faces to get a chance to do that. that. That Thursday night, it was senior night, and my wife and I got to walk our daughter out onto the court one last time and, and talk about an important relationship as a dad with Emma and with my wife. Got to celebrate that, that time together. The next day, um, I had two more uh, wolf things for Valentine's Day to do, but this time I involved a young man with me, a teenage guy, and uh, I invited him in to drive, to drive me. I needed a chauffeur so I didn't have to change my outfit. I could just take my head off, jump in the van. And so we spent time together building relationship, doing life together, getting to know one another. He got to see a whole different side of my life. Saw me do things that he had never seen before. It was awesome. He drives really fast. And luckily we lived. <laughs> I was like, dude, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Nope. I was like, just wait, it's coming. So do you know what I did? Later on that day, I'd come home and i changed out of the wolf costume. i put on a suit and I'd go do a funeral for a 99-year-old woman. I'd never met her before. I'd never met her children before. But I had the opportunity to build relationship. I had the opportunity to, to get to know them and for them to maybe get to know me. And, and I never know what God's going to do in those relationships. I want you to think about that. You never know who you come in contact with every single day of your life. How is God going to use this? It could be something that could plant the seed and last forever. It could just be a, only just for a moment. But you don't know. And if you go in with this attitude, I'm going to love them well and just trust God with the results. So I do the, do the funeral. The guy who is the funeral director I uh, just interacted with him. I really, really liked the guy down at Myers Funeral Home down in Parkville. Later on that night, I changed my outfit again, and I went, and I did a wedding rehearsal. So it's like that day, I, was, I got changed my, outfit, changed my uniform three different times, and I go do a wedding rehearsal for a, a building relationship, getting to know new people and, 
and spreading the love. The next morning, or actually Saturday morning, Trish and I uh, went to, went to uh, breakfast. And while we were there, we, uh, we had breakfast. And even before we even ordered our food, the waitress brought us a, a gift certificate because someone had, had paid for our breakfast. It was the funeral director from the day before. Because of our relationship, he blessed us. And then he said, just extend the blessing to someone else, right? When you experience love, when you feel that, when you're blessed, then he wants you to turn around and give it away to someone else, right? When you learn how you are loved, he wants you to love others that way. And he said, you just, just carry it on, like keep paying it forward. The waitress got a really good tip. And so that was, that was Saturday morning, and then Saturday uh, last night, we... My wife and I got to go, and we did, I did this wedding. It was awesome. It was a, it was a party. They were going to rock. They were going to rock. It was going to be a good time. And, and building relationship and continuing relationships, reconnecting, and those kind of things. And I, and I, I, forgot, to, I forgot to share uh, something else that happened on uh, t- Thursday morning. And I think this is, this is good because it kind of wraps it all up. Thursday morning, as a, as a result of a friendship that I have, I was invited to a pastor's appreciation breakfast down in the city at Macedonia Baptist Church off of Linwood Boulevard. There was 200 and some pastors there, uh, a lot of people that I've known over the years because of friendships and relationships. And while we were there, we got a chance to listen to Dayton Moore, the, the general manager of the Royals. Got a chance to hear him speak. And he shared, he shared his story of how he ended up in Kansas City. And one, some of the things that he shared, I think, are appropriate to, to share with you this morning. He said, in his job, he has to make some really hard decisions. <clears throat> Sometimes they're not popular. But he said, the thing that, that always wins out is love and kindness. When I love people and I'm kind to them, it always wins. Even when it's hard, even when you have to go through some difficult situations, love and kindness wins out. He said, I've learned to be transparent and be vulnerable as a leader. He was told by a young player from the Dominican Republic, he said, God gave me a word for you. And Dayton was like, oh, really, what is it? He says, you need to do your fighting on your knees. You need to do it in prayer. We need to pray. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for our church. We need to pray for our marriages. We need to pray for our relationships, our friendships, all those things. That's the reason why we're, we're giving those, making those books available today, those 40 days of prayer that starts on Wednesday, so that we can do our fighting for these relationships in our life on our knees. Because learning to love each other the way Paul is challenging people to love it's not easy. It's not easy. And we don't come by it naturally, do we? We need to practice it. All these relationships, all these people that I've encountered throughout the week, I, I do it intentionally with this idea of if I can somehow show them the love of Jesus, if they can experience the love of Jesus through me. And please, remember what I said. I don't do it perfectly every day. I don't. I don't do it perfectly in my own home. My wife and I were talking about that yesterday. I'm not, 
we're not necessarily the most romantic, ooey-gushy kind of people. But the reality is, is we just, we're just broken together. <laughs> we just love each other, and we're not going anywhere. We're not going to give up. We're just going to keep fighting through it and uh, learning each other's love languages and trying to do those kind of things. But I love the fact that um, throughout my week, God just reinforces these things. And Dayton Moore said, you know, the reality is we really can't accomplish anything of significance off of our knees. We must be in prayer. So how many of you this morning would just, right where you're at, you would say, man, I need, I just need some prayer for something that's going on in my life. Let's just, yeah, don't, don't be afraid. Just raise your hand up high. When you raise your hand up, it gives other people freedom, right? Thank you. Yeah, we're so, we're like, uh, I want to put my hand up. It's an opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah, without, yeah, she's looking at her husband. You know you need prayer too. Raise your hand. <laughs> Elbow the person next to you. All right, so we all come with that, right? We come with that burden. We come with um, this need to experience this extravagant love that God has for us. And here's the thing. He, he calls us to, to share that with one another. And we come broken people all needing that, right? And, I, and I, I'll be honest. I don't expect you to come up and stand here and just say, man, here's all my sin. I just want to tell you. Here's my stuff. That'd be powerful if you did it. Matter of fact, the Bible says you'll find healing if you do that. But I do encourage you to find some other people in your life that you can trust. Right? Some other men. Guys, find some men. Ladies, you're better at this than we are. Uh, find some other ladies. Kids, we encourage teenagers all the time. Man, find some good friends where you can just be real with. Be vulnerable with them. Love each other like he encourages us to love. And when that happens, you'll begin to find some healing. You'll begin to identify some areas in your life to where, uh, yeah, you know that you're broken in this area, but, but God still loves you and people around you still love you and they want to help you find healing and find completeness. And that's, that's, what, that's what the church is for. That's what the church is for. So let me pray for you right now. As a matter of fact, I'll just, let's just be vulnerable this morning together. Let's take it a step further. If you, if you maybe you raised your hand and you want some prayer, I'm going to challenge you to come up here. Somebody's got to go first. Daniel, you're closest. All right. But seriously, just come up here. All right. We're family. Kind of come up here and get behind the, the frame. Not everybody, but just like you're visually getting behind the, the frame. Marriages, you know, if you've got marriages that got issues and things like that, you just want prayer. Come up. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love Man, guys, way to go, guys. Maybe your wife drug you up here. I don't know. <laughs> but way to go. Way to let her drag you. All right. Wait okay. And so, you know, 
you know why you came up here, right? All of you do. Um, so I want to pray for you, and then um, I'm going to encourage you to tell somebody close to you before you go back to sit down why you came up here, okay? That's, that's the next challenge right there, okay? And, and please, if you're sitting there, this is no, like, indictment against you for not coming. Just sit, where, be right where you're at. Be comfortable right where you're at. It's okay. But so these people come up here, so. So Father in heaven, when I say that, it, sometimes it seems like you're so far away. But in reality, it says in Scripture that you're, you're right there with us. And all we have to do is just turn around. And so, God, I thank you for the relationships that I have with these people, the way you've brought our lives together. And I pray more than anything else that this morning they would, they would experience and encounter your extravagant love for them that they would know the, the love of Jesus in such a powerful way, that they would know that Jesus loved all these ways. He never gave up. He cares more for us than he cared for himself. He proved that. So that they would just know your love more than anything else. That's the first thing. And then, God, for the individual things that they bring to this altar to lay down before you, minister to, to them in a personal way. Give them answers to questions that they have. Provide for the needs that they have, whether it be emotional, spiritual, uh, financial needs. We, we just, in reality, Lord, we're, there are things that we need that, that, that maybe can only come from you right now because we've exhausted our, the other options in our life. If it's healing in our mind, if it's, healing in our bodies, Lord. Would you give that to them? Would they experience the supernatural provision for, from you for their needs and they would just give you the, the, the praise and the, and, the, and the glory for it, God? Thank you that they are transparent and vulnerable enough to walk forward and pray for those that are sitting in the, Seats, too, that have the same needs, the, the same desires. And, um, and God, I pray that you would provide for them as well. Just draw, draw us closer to you, God. Draw us away from the things that have, been, that have been counterfeits in our life, the things that we've really put our trust and our hope in that just haven't kind of, they just haven't, uh, they haven't given us what it, what it was that we needed. And so, God, we can put those things down and we can just turn to you and ask you to supply what we need. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. So, so just in the last, last step here, just tell somebody around you, because that makes it just even more real now. Tell somebody why you, why you came up here this morning. Okay? Just look around. Even if it's somebody you don't know, that's all right. This is how you get to know them. Start, just start a new, start a relationship. <laughs> As they're, and maybe in your seat, <laughs> do the same thing. Talk to the people around you. If you're new, 
If you're new and you, you haven't filled out an information card, we ask that you do that and uh, drop it in the offering basket on the way out of here this morning. If you come prepared to give an offering, we thank you for that. And the baskets will be available for you to do the same thing. Same thing there. And pick up one of those prayer guides if you haven't done so. If we run out, we'll get more. But start, start praying through those guides on, on Wednesday. And every Sunday, we will preach on that emphasis for that particular Sunday. So like if you look at next Sunday's message and whatever, you can, be, you can already jump ahead and begin to kind of figure out what's going on. Um, so that's awesome. Bless you guys. If you need to talk or pray, hang out, whatever. I think we probably have more brownies. I don't know if they're warm anymore, but they were warm when they first got here. So bless you.